News, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, hump day, uh, Wednesday, November 30th, the last day of the month. Uh, as time flies by uh, as you get older. Meanwhile, uh, going over a few things uh, quickly, the World Cup, the U.S. stays alive. They head to the knockout run. I think it's what it's called. Uh, the U.S. beats Iran one nothing. And uh, I watched the second half of that match yesterday. Uh, one thing I can give Iran, they pass the ball a lot better than the United States team. Iran just looks like they're more under control. Of course, the United States uh, gets a goal in the 38 minute of uh, match play. Yeah, and in fact, I didn't get in front of a TV until 35 minutes into it. And then three minutes later, boom. Yeah, a score, and the, and the young man that did the scoring, I think, had to leave the match due to an injury. Is that correct? He fell. He ran into the goalie. Um, the goalie, uh, his knee seemingly went into the groin area, and he looked okay. to be in quite some pain. It took him a while to get up. Had uh, trouble getting up, had trouble walking for a while, but by the time he hits, uh, I don't know, the 30-yard mark or so from the goal, Starts doing a little sprint and jogs it off. Uh, uh, so it's good to see. Good bounce in his uh, step. Anyway, uh, the U.S. Uh, now heads on. I think they take on the Netherlands. I'm not sure they when do. that match. Saturday morning at 8. Uh, so uh, that's who the U.S. is going to play. And uh, from uh, listening to experts a little bit this morning, trying to pick up and learn a little bit more about uh, uh, soccer. Of course, the United States people, <laughs> this is soccer and the whole rest of the world is hollering football. Anyway, uh, the U.S. taking on the Netherlands. They pretty much uh, match up either way. Not sure what the... Well, they are number one seed in their group. Yeah. yeah or or they, they were the top finisher in their group, I okay. should say. And, All right. And that's what you'll see in this round of 16. And, and as you said, the knockout round, uh, you'll see ones versus two throughout uh, in this first round of, of the knockout round. So basically, there'll be 16 teams left in the tournament. Yes. And uh, the U.S. Uh, it's something I saw yesterday too, Jeff. I don't know if you were and there's still that. more uh, round robin games today. Sure. Uh, with uh, I saw a U.S. player go down yesterday with an injury, and uh, I, I know substitution rules in in soccer are very different from football oh, or yeah, baseball or, any or whatever. Sport. Well, no, it's it's a little bit more liberal than baseball. You know, once you exit a game in baseball, you're done. Correct. And that's about the only sport where that uh, applies. But three uh, substitutions a game. Okay. Well, this one American went down, and they, they, I unless mean, injury, that allows well, you more substitutions. But uh, you can't come back in then. But the the kicker was that he's lying on the ground in the. Uh, forecourt or the uh on the uh, opponent's side and they they're, they continue to play on the other side i mean no action was halted or i don't know if it was would action be halted if uh the ball went out of bounds and they could take a moment to attend yes. to him or something of that nature but i guess once the ball is still in play uh you're injured to, unless you want to get up and uh continue play but uh, he was down, and uh, I even noticed they showed a script uh, uh, I was watching yesterday evening. I can't remember who was playing, but this young man went down. 
and uh, hollering and screaming and everything else. And uh, a few moments later, one of his teammates scores, and he pops up, and he's running all over the place like nothing had happened. So uh, you wonder with some of these injuries, uh, I, I don't know if uh, – I can't say it's fake, but, I mean, it's uh, attention-getting. I don't know. The, the people I was watching the game with were suggesting there were a couple of flops, <laughs> uh, a couple of uh, situations where Academy Awards uh, could have been handed out. Well, uh, this one yesterday, the two announcers even giggling and laughing about it with this guy popping up and, and getting back into the match uh, after his teammate had scored just uh, just a few moments before. So I just I just found that interesting in that regard. So uh, anyway, uh, elsewhere uh, in uh, in uh, sports, uh, of course, the college football playoff uh, poll came out last night, and uh, I, I watched most of it. Uh, in that regard, uh, it just seems like Jeff, with the the teams uh, that uh, are at the top of the board right now, uh, with starting off with Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Southern Cal uh, jumped over a couple teams. Of course, me, being Ohio State and uh, LSU along uh, the way, um, they play Friday night against Utah, the only team that's defeated them this year. They'll play that game in Las Vegas. Uh, the the Trojans uh, are eleven and one. Uh, if they get beat, who's going to jump in their place? There's a lot of talk that Ohio State might jump into the top four again, um, since they're done for the year, other than a bowl game. Uh, Alabama's uh, there's some chatter about them possibly hopping over Ohio State, uh, but uh, TCU uh, they're twelve and zero, uh, along with Michigan and Georgia. If Michigan uh, what happened to lose to Purdue? Would uh, they uh, fall back? And uh, but the way Michigan handled Ohio State, I don't see where uh, uh, Michigan will lose to Purdue. That I just I don't see that happening. I mean, it could if they play the game, it could happen. You know, I I look at five, six, seven, and eight: uh, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State. None of those teams are going to be in their conference championship game. That, that's right. I, I rule them out right on that mark. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just. Uh, Looking at uh, TCU, TCU, I think, has already played Kansas State this year and handled them pretty well from my memory. Uh, Michigan, uh, they uh, I don't think they played Purdue. Uh, uh, Georgia will take on LSU. If LSU defeats Georgia, would that knock Georgia out of the top four? I, I just don't think so. Would LSU qualify? Not a three-loss team. I, I see a two-loss team. I can't team believe possibly. they fell all the way to 14. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, they did. disagree with that. And uh, they're nine and three uh, elsewhere. Could possibly uh, all four of those teams get beat this week. I mean, it's a probability. Uh, I don't think it's possible, but there is the probability. Uh, yeah, the light, the, the possibility, not probability. Yeah, th- that's correct. And it's possible, but not probable. You're right. Uh, with regard to Southern Cal. Um, they play Friday night, so you'll be able to watch them as they take on the Utah Utes in Las Vegas, as I mentioned. Of course, TCU taking on Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State, I believe, uh, comes in at, what, 10th? They're 9-3 and three also. Uh, they moved up a couple spots from last week. And then uh, Michigan uh, taking on Purdue. Uh, Michigan moved up one spot with their uh, tremendous win over Ohio State. Uh, just boy, how things change at the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter as Michigan uh, – Ended up winning, what, 45-24 to 45-23 in that match. Uh, meanwhile, Georgia uh, gets past Georgia Tech, uh, and uh, they uh, will take on the Tigers uh, Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. 
in a big ball game. So uh, hadn't seen too many reports. Um, Citrus Bowl comes to mind that LSU would play in. Of course, they're talking about if LSU would win, uh, their chances are they'll play in the Sugar Bowl. And uh, would that uh, eliminate Georgia? I don't think so, but uh, stranger things have well, happened. Well, I think LSU plays in the Sugar Bowl if uh, they lose to Michigan. Well, over I mean, Al- to Georgia. Over Alabama playing in the Sugar Bowl? Well, I, they're in the they're, they're the number two team in the SEC. Uh, true, true. Yeah. But uh, uh, used to, uh, you know, the Sugar Bowl used to have the top uh, team, uh, other correct. than unless they went to the playoffs. Yes, but a four-loss uh, Tiger team in the uh, Sugar Bowl? Why not? I don't think I, so. I, I just don't let, see where let me Kansas you, Let me State. tell you why it's not going to happen. Is because the Sugar Bowl people want out-of-town people's money to come spend. If LSU is in the bowl game, they come for a night or a day, and they're gone. They don't want to see. They want to see the dollars. Uh, believe me, I'm telling you. I listened yesterday to a lot of the WWL sports in the afternoon, and that's the talk right now. They'd rather have uh, fresh money come in, and Kansas State could be the other opponent. Now, I'm not saying LSU won't play in the Sugar Bowl. I'm just saying the the New Orleans uh, patrons and the people in that city would like to see outside money come in, and you're talking about millions of dollars. So anyway, but we'll see what happens. Uh, come uh, Saturday evening, probably around seven. Seven o'clock, we'll know the outcome of the uh, SEC championship game. Elsewhere, uh, of course, with Georgia, uh, they, along with Michigan, TC, and Southern Cal, all win. Uh, they'll line them up. Uh, Georgia will take on Southern Cal, and I'm not sure what bowl game, and Michigan taking on TCU. Uh, so uh, that'd be the outcome of those two games right there. So uh, anyway, just strange uh, things. I saw this, Jeff, and I don't know if you were even aware of this, but I saw an article uh, this morning early that uh, Justin Fields, did you know he was an epileptic? I did not know that. He is. And Justin Fields, uh, uh, basically, uh, when he was 15 years old, he uh, passed out in the back uh, of a classroom, and they put him in an ambulance and brought him off to uh, a a hospital. Uh, He's originally from Georgia. And the 23-0 Chicago Bears quarterback, who was 15 at the time, was diagnosed with epilepsy, which is the fourth most common neurological uh, disorder in the world, according to Epilepsy Foundation. He uh, he was crying because I didn't know that he could affect my football career. And, um, of course, he's uh, played so well in the last uh, few weeks for the Bears, who had their uh, up and downs throughout the course of the year so far. But... Uh, Anyway, uh, did not know that about that young man, and um, uh, hopefully he drew hereditary connection to that, too, upon learning his mother, Gina Toby, had epilepsy. Toby was also diagnosed in the seventh grade, and she had to, uh, she said she outgrew the condition around the age of 19, so uh, don't know that, but interesting that uh, uh, Justin Fields, an epileptic, playing a quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, amazing um more power to him is what i say uh he's just had uh he can turn it on with his legs or his arm and uh i saw that article and uh just wanted to point that out to listeners about uh that and it feels opened up about his journey from the day in the ninth grade to understanding uh the warning signs to preventive measures he takes every day for the potential outgrowing the condition uh, and there was a time he said he wasn't comfortable talking about it but now he uh, wants to help ways raise awareness uh, to be the model for others. So uh, I think that's commendable and uh, 
anyway, uh, of his first siege, he said that he was foaming at the mouth and stuff like that. And after a round of testing, including a CT exam, uh, where electrodes were placed into field scalp to record the electrical activity of his brain, doctors determined he had epilepsy. Wow. Anyway, uh, good for him. Hopefully he can come through that uh, and have a fine national uh, football league career. But, uh, gee, uh, just kind of surprised, Jeff. Anyway, I thought maybe you might have known that. I, I was not aware, uh, again, uh, whether or not he has made it public prior to this story you just saw, I, uh-huh. I have no idea. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, you wonder if he kept it quiet all these years, too. Uh, did the medical staff, you know, he originally gone to did Georgia. college coaches know yeah, this? Yeah, that's did, right. You know, uh, he originally attended uh, Georgia and then transferred from Georgia on to Ohio State, uh, where he played for a couple years or maybe more. But uh, just found that uh, really interesting uh, in that regard. Uh, quickly, uh, with the, the, the college football playoff poll, uh, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, USC 4, uh, conference championships. One went away from locking up those four coveted uh, spots for the first time since 2017. There won't be a top-five matchup during the championship weekend. Uh, TCU is the only team facing a top-10 uh, college football playoff opponent in number 10, Kansas State, USC. Has a tricky game against Utah, which is number 11, Purdue, as a a four-loss Purdue takes on Michigan and Georgia, a heavy favorite against uh, the Tigers, a three-loss LSU team. And, uh, you know, if any of those teams falter, does that push Ohio State back up into number four? I don't know. You know, it uh, suggests that uh, Michigan and Georgia are locks no matter what. Uh, And, and again, I'm I'm just not certain of that myself. it, it, it's certainly the possibility. Yeah. It's, it, all we can do is speculate. Yeah, and, you know, they, they the committee said they have the balance. Michigan's win over Ohio State, arguably uh, the best in the country with uh, the worst loss of any contender. It would still own the head-to-head uh, throughout uh, against Ohio State. So uh, uh, maybe not the uh, Buckeyes will sneak in, but – of that doesn't include Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. Uh, let that sink in for a minute. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State have uh, claimed 17 of the 32 playoff spots. This see, and uh, this season, Ohio State and Alabama didn't win their respective divisions. Their uh, resumes are complete. The number nine, uh, two lost Clemson is is a playoff afterthought. After boy, after they got uh, beat by South Carolina, even if it beats the three lost North Carolina to win the uh, ACC. So. Uh, Anyway, um, we'll see what uh, all that's going to come to fruition this weekend. And uh, I mean, we got games upon games. Uh, they got games at the same time. And uh, uh, undefeated TCU will try to beat K State for the second time this season, while USC has a chance to redeem itself uh, from the regular season only loss to the Utes. For the Buckeyes, are tied to creep back into the con- conversation. They're going to need some help. And history says they could get it, according to ESPN stats and information research. 26 of the previous 32 teams in the top four second-to-last rankings have made the college football playoff. Five of the six that didn't make it lost in the final weekend. And here's what the fifth ranking means if uh, there are one or more upsets when it matters most and how will it influence the committee on selection day. Because one more time, you know, uh, I'm sure Ohio State's ready to pounce on that after they get drummed by Michigan 45-23 or somewhere in that vicinity as Michigan just uh, took hold of the game from late in the third quarter into the fourth quarter and uh, 
uh, hail to the victor was playing strongly in the fourth quarter up in the horseshoe uh, Saturday afternoon. Anyway, uh, Jeff, I don't know if we need to go ahead and take our, our first break uh, this morning as I'm, I'm trying to gather some other things to talk about here on Bayou Sports, unless you have uh, anything you came across in the last few minutes. There's certainly nothing that needs to be uh, discussed uh, before the break. Okay. Anyway, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, hump day, Wednesday, November 30th. We'll be back with more right after this. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Most Thursdays, it's Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday and November 30th. And as always, coaching moves always take precedent and take place. Of course, uh, Auburn uh, kind of uh, started everything off this week as uh, the Tigers uh, made a huge splash uh, Monday when it announced that Liberty's Hugh Freeze will return to the SEC to take over the Tigers. Freeze, of course, was 39-25, and 25, included vacated wins in five seasons at Ole Miss. Nebraska made a big hire on the 26th of November when it uh, tapped former Baylor and Temple head coach Matt Rule to take over uh, for Scott Frost. Rule orchestrated impressive turnarounds with the Bears and the Owls. Of course, that's a Temple Owls. And would be charged with the same task in Lincoln. 
Herm Edwards uh, at Arizona State was let go in September, and Oregon offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham uh, was named his successor one day after the regular season came to a close. Meanwhile, Wisconsin made big news when it let go of Paul Christ uh, and uh, made an even bigger splash when it hired Cincinnati's Luke Fickle as its replacement. Uh, Stanford's coach David Shaw resigned after 12 seasons, leaving as the winningest coach in the program history. Brian Harson uh, was finally let go at Auburn after four games left in uh, year two, uh, right as the athletic department underwent a change in leadership at Georgia Tech. They parted ways with Jeff Collins uh, in uh, uh, late September, and Carl Dorrell of Colorado was relieved of his duties in October. The group of five has seen significant coaching turnover, as well as UNLV's uh, Marcus Arrero, Western Michigan's uh, Tim Lester, Tulsa's Philip Montgomery, and Texas State's Jeff uh, Spavitao in the most recent dismisses. And uh, some of the updates, uh, of course, uh, maybe a lot of you folks didn't hear. Willie Fritz uh, uh, did not uh, accept the Georgia Tech job, and they uh, stayed with their interim coach. Uh, His name escapes me right now, but he... uh, he was a coach on the team, played at Georgia Tech from the late 90s to 01, and was the interim coach after they let their uh, head coach to go, and now will be the new Clark, uh, new co- coach, I should say. Manuel, Bill Clark uh, announced his retirement in June. He's, uh, he's available. They're talking about he may come around with some teams. Jeff Scott was fired after a 4-26 and record in three seasons uh, with, uh, with the South Florida Bulls. Um, Elsewhere uh, in that uh, happening, uh, it's just the coaching carousel, Jeff, is here, as we've seen with the Tigers last year, as a let-go Coach O during the course of the season and bring in uh, uh, Kelly uh, to coach the Tigers and done a commendable job this year, 9-3, and three, playing for the SEC Championship. So uh, the coaching carousel, and I'm sure there are going to be more this week uh, turning up with regards to uh, – coaching positions and all, and um, just on the light side, uh, I've heard through uh, the grapevine that Catholic High uh, coaching search is basically winding down, so uh, hopefully maybe we'll have an announcement, and it possibly could be after uh, the first of the year, so we'll see what happens in that regard. By the way, Brent Key, uh, the full-time coach now at Georgia Tech, uh, he had been the interim And uh, another interesting thought about um, the Auburn hire, uh, Hugh Freeze, coming from Liberty, which is a religious school uh, founded by Jerry Falwell. That's right. his, his son had a fall from grace, Jerry Falwell Jr., because of you know alleged activity, uh, sexually related activity, out of marriage kind of stuff. Uh, and now uh, we're finding out that Auburn football coach Hugh Freeze, the, the new head coach, relinquished control of his social media accounts ahead of being hired by the program and first-year athletic director John Cohen. Freeze, who has been known to be active on Twitter, has a history of questionable tweets and direct messages, also been backlash to his hiring, mounting over his contract through Twitter with a sexual assault survivor who criticized Liberty's handling of alleged sexual assaults. Uh, so did he escape Liberty uh, to some degree? But obviously, it's a step up for uh, the 53-year-old coach. Oh, I agree. And, of course, he was at Ole Miss. And if my memory serves me, he'd gotten into problems at Ole Miss a few years ago and uh, and was relegated elsewhere and then got on. It seemed like he was somewhere before he was at Liberty. Uh, I just it seemed like he uh, 
I can't recall where he was before uh, Liberty. Was he at uh, maybe Arkansas State? Uh, uh, he's a Southern Miss grad. Um, and, of course, he's got an Auburn job now. And Auburn, which is uh, pretty much fighting it through that, too. Uh, um, Jeff, you know that as well as I do. Uh, uh, they've, uh, they've had, Auburn's had their problems in the last uh, couple of years, uh, finding coaches and all. And Hugh Freeze, uh, is 53 years old, uh, uh, believe it or not, a native of Oxford, born in Oxford, and, uh, coached at, uh, Northwest, uh, Mississippi Community College. Uh, he was at Southern Miss. That's where he was that, uh, I recall. And of course, uh, he was the head coach, uh, offensive coordinator at uh, Arkansas State, then became the uh, head coach for uh, one year, took off to Ole Miss in 2012, and then uh, was relinquished from his job out of coaching for three years uh, from uh, 2016 to 2019 when he got the Liberty job and now at uh, Auburn. So War Eagle for some of you fans out there. So uh, we'll see what uh, he has in store in that degree. So uh, college football coaching on the move uh, with regards to uh, – the Green Wave, uh, Willie Fritz, uh, had a press conference yesterday, uh, along with, uh, after practice and said that, uh, he'll remain the Tulane coach. Uh, I, from my understanding with my contacts down there, uh, with his bonuses and salary and all this year with, uh, uh, coming into play, he'll make a little over $3 million. The coach at, uh, Georgia Tech last year was right at 3.3 million. I'm pretty sure they offered, uh, 4 million to Willie. Uh, they, they could match some of the bonuses they offered, uh, and, uh, he stays at Tulane and Key, who was, uh, the interim coach at Georgia Tech, who, believe it or not, most of the Georgia Tech crowd, alums, players wanted Key to stay, so it wasn't like, uh, Fitz, uh, turned him down, but, uh, the, the majority of the Georgia Tech uh, players, alums, uh, wanted to see, uh, Key to be given the full-time job, which would happen, uh, sometime, uh, yesterday afternoon. So, uh, Willie Fritz will be at Tulane, uh, who knows if they'll always have somebody come knocking on his door, whether it be one of the Power Five teams or elsewhere. So we'll see what uh, takes place with that. But he'll remain the head coach uh, through Saturday, at least, for the uh, championship game and hopefully the bowl game. Green Wave win uh, Saturday. There's talk they'll play in the Cotton Bowl as the top-ranked uh, G5 school, a group of five school, and uh, usually they get one of the uh, New Year's Day bowl games uh, and if my memory serves me right, Northern Illinois had an opportunity for that. Uh, then they play in the Orange Bowl. And we have talked about that, yeah. That was about 10 years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that they were, what, were they undefeated going into that game or one lost team, uh, the Huskies? No, no, undefeated that year. Okay. That's the only way that mid-major was going to bust the BCS. Yeah, well, anyway, it's uh, there's always a group of five team that's going to play in one of the uh, New Year's Day's Bowl. And uh, if the Wave win, they'll have that position. Uh, if Central Florida wins, uh, they should hold on to that position, too. So uh, we'll see. They'll be the highest-ranked G5 team, and that's who usually pays in one of the New Year's Day bowl games. Uh, that's not involved in the college football playoff. And I can't tell you how, how those uh, games are going to break out, to, uh, who Georgia will play uh, if they're number one, who will play at number four and two and three, where those games will be played. I'm I'm not familiar with that right now with those games. I don't know if you may be, uh, Jeff. I uh, only know the championship games at uh, SoFi Stadium. I would imagine uh, you know, Dallas is in that mix. Miami's in the mix. Uh, Atlanta's in the mix. Uh, 
course, uh, the Superdome's in the mix, but yes. uh, I know it's not in New Orleans. Neither of the semis right. are in New Orleans. That's right. That, uh, that would be the Sugar Bowl. So. Th- that's right. So uh, anyway, uh, as the bowl games start popping up, uh, I'm just I'm trying to go out and see what. Uh, but uh, as far as I can go out is uh, December 16th uh, on my phone here. So uh, anyway, uh, There's college. nothing said after that. Yeah, true. Other than uh, next week, the final collegiate football game uh, in Army-Navy. Uh, take it on, and that game uh, usually played in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial They, they rotated around between there, Baltimore, and well, uh, Meadowlands. Historically, that game's been played in Philadelphia, though. And uh, they played it in the Mikey Stadium one year because of COVID, I do believe. Uh, and we talked about that the other day. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what transpires in that uh, with that regard. Elsewhere with the Saints. Oh, boy. Uh, they play Monday night. Uh, Got to remind folks uh, – the Saints are on Monday night against Tampa Bay over in Tampa, and uh, a big ball game. Uh, believe it or not, the Saints still have a have a, a chance to uh, win the division. Tampa Bay comes in at five and six. The Saints are four and eight. The Saints beat them. They'll be five and eight. Uh, Tampa Bay will be five and seven. The Saints still have an open week to play. Uh, the Tampa has uh, the line has moved a little bit. It's going from three and a half to four. Uh, what I have, the over and under in that particular game is 40 and a half. That's low scoring in my opinion. That means, uh, 21 20. Uh, that breaks the over, uh, that's a win. Of course, the Saints lost to, uh, the Bucks in the dome in one of the first weeks of the year by a score of 20 to 10, as we mentioned. And, uh, we'll see, uh, what transpires there. Hopefully the Saints can get some of their more, uh, injured off of the field, uh, on the, to the field, I should say, excuse me. And, uh, uh, the Saints right now walking wounded. We won't find that out until uh, – will they release that this evening later or Thursday? Today. Later today. Okay, even though they play Monday, they'll release that later uh, today. Good point. Uh, I'm not sure if they do have to uh, release something today or not. So, anyway, uh, one they say one bid to the Sugar Bowl is set. The other team, it's on its way unless LSU wins Saturday So uh, with the Tigers. So, as we discuss that, so uh, – Win or lose, they say Kansas State's headed for its first All-State Sugar Bowl uh, in that regard at the at the Superdome in New Orleans. So, um, uh, I can't think of a less attractive uh, opponent. <laughs> well, anyway, and, and, and you know, you said they are nine and three, right? That's correct. Are, be nine are they a better nine and three team than LSU? I, I don't see a one right now. I, I can't imagine. Well, they're talking about Alabama. Uh, in regard to uh, being the uh, SEC rep, uh, who knows? Uh, I don't know how the super, uh, how everything works out by those numbers, Jeff. Uh, I'm ignorant uh, when it comes to that. Uh, I, I don't know uh, who pulls that in or who has what to say. So um, just uh, we'll see. Uh, time will tell. I, I thought there were certain locked-in matchups. Well, with the college football playoff today, I, I, you know the. They bounce them around. I mean, like you said, I, like the, the Rose Big Bowl, Ten. The Rose Bowl, Ohio State will go to the Rose Bowl unless they find their way into the college playoff. That's correct. Unless. And, that's and right. again, uh, I don't think that's likely. I don't see Michigan losing. And, uh, I, in fact, I don't see 2, 3, or 4 losing. I'm still holding out some hope for uh, Georgia to lose to LSU, but I don't see 2, 3, and 4 losing. So I think uh, a lot of wasted time talking about uh, Alabama slipping in, Ohio State slipping into the college playoff. But anyway, the, the, I bring it up because Ohio State uh, will be the top Big Ten team that doesn't go to the playoff. 
they're locked into the Rose Bowl. Correct. Whoever uh, loses, I don't know if it's whoever loses the Big Ten champion, uh, uh, Pac-12. Yeah, that's Utah and Southern Cal. I don't know if Utah is guaranteed in or if there is a better team. No, they're the top two teams. Uh, They don't have divisions, so... Um, they're the top two teams, I would imagine. If USC wins, they go to the playoff, and the Utes go to the Rose Bowl. It's locked in. And I'm not sure if the other bowls have that same situation. But, you know, with the two games that will be played uh, to decide the, the finalist, you, those games sometimes are at the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, uh uh, the Rose Bowl, uh, where else? Uh, I don't think the Cotton Bowl is included, the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, so those four usually, uh, I think this year, I want to say like the Peach Bowl is involved in one of the uh, two playoff games initially. And uh, I can't recall who the other bowl game is that's going to host one of the one or four or two or three teams. But uh, um, I'm really not even sure in that regard. So, uh uh, hopefully once all this, uh, we'll probably hear talk of that during the games Friday, meaning USC and Okay, the Utah. Fiesta Bowl is one of the playoff okay, games. there you go. And the Peach Bowl is the other. Yeah, I remember hearing Peach Bowl. And then SoFi Stadium is the uh, championship, championship game. game. Okay, all right. So uh, that's where they'll head uh, this week. Elsewhere in some other news, uh, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson's debut will be this uh, Sunday. And uh, of a, you know of the two dozen women that accused him of uh, sexual harassment, uh, ten of them will be at the game this week. Interesting. I saw that too, and I I didn't. I saw the headline. I didn't delve into the story, and I'm curious what their motivation is. Yeah, they say their goal to make it clear that we're still here. You know, so uh, I thought he had settled uh, most of those uh, issues. Uh, monetarily with a lot of those women. Uh, that's oh, he has. I think all but one. Yeah, one. You're right. And uh, who knows how that's going to turn out in the meantime. The uh, NFL power rankings are out right now, and the Chiefs hold the number one spot, followed by the Eagles, Cowboys, Bills, and Dolphins are the top five. The next five, the Vikings, 49ers, Bengals, uh, Titans, Ravens, uh, Commanders, Jets, Giants, Patriots, Chargers, uh meanwhile uh the bottom uh the bottom uh, i'd say seven or eight the steelers at 25 the coats at 26 saints at 27 saints uh dropped four spots uh the rams the panthers the bears the broncos and the texans uh make up uh, the teams engaged in that Anyway, we do a break right now. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a break here on uh, Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, uh, Wednesday, November 30th. Uh, You're listening to uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. 
Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Most Thursdays, it's Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday, November 30th. Uh, meanwhile, uh, NBA action, the uh, Pelicans go at it tonight as they take on uh, the Toronto uh, over in the Smoothie King Center. Um, of course, Valley Sports Network, if you care to watch the, uh, uh, the Pels tonight. Toronto comes in a one-point pick, uh, but New Orleans is, uh, is leading their division uh, in uh, the Western Conference in the Southwest Division, they're t- twelve and eight. With a uh, they're seven and three. Their last ten, uh, one game winning streak. Uh, they're tied with Memphis. It's also it's twelve and eight, uh, along with Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston uh, over in the Northwest side. Denver, Portland, Utah, Minnesota, and Oklahoma City uh, is the Northwest Division and the Pacific Division. Phoenix, the Clippers, Sacramento, Golden State, and who would have said this? The Lakers are seven and twelve. And uh, Golden State, the defending champs at 500. Of course, there's a lot of basketball left to play, roughly 60 games. So uh, a lot of time for that. Over in the Eastern Division, Boston has the best record in the NBA. They're 17-4, and four, followed by Philadelphia, Toronto, who the uh, Pels play tonight in the Smoothie King. Brooklyn and New York, the Knicks in the Central Division in the Eastern side. Milwaukee, uh, Cleveland, uh, Indiana, Chicago, and Detroit. Followed uh, in the southeast by Washington, Atlanta, Miami, Charlotte, and Orlando. So uh, Pelicans tonight uh, have been playing pretty well. Uh, Williamson's back in the lineup finally. He played his 100th game, I believe, uh, was that Monday night or Sunday night. Uh, played his 100th game of uh, being in the league his third year. So uh, we'll see how the Pels tonight. They do. Uh, Ingram's out, uh, I believe, with an injury. Not sure how uh that's going to come into play. He was one of the players that the uh, 
Pels pick up in the big trade when they sent Anthony Davis over to uh, the Lakers. And, and I wonder how he's doing over there. I hadn't heard much of him either, Jeff. Uh, well, he's been injury-prone too, but uh, I, I know he's been in the mix lately and has had uh, some good games despite the Lakers' struggles. Yeah, in the power uh, ratings uh, in the NBA, uh, of course, the Celtics, uh, they had the list right now. Uh, that, that, Of course, they lost in the uh, finals last year to uh, Golden State, uh, followed by the Bucks as the number two, Phoenix three, uh, Denver's four, Cleveland, uh, the Cavaliers are five, followed by the Grizzlies, and the Pels are the seventh uh, power-ranking team in the uh, NBA, and Zion Williams has proven to be a, a good offensive force. Of course, I just mentioned his first 100-career game, but uh, he's starting to show progress on the defensive end as well, they say. And in Monday night, that's when they played last, 105-101 to win against Oklahoma City. Williams held uh, thundered uh, the 2 of 14 uh, shooting as the closest defender, according to the Spectrum data, that the lowest percentage he allowed in any game. So uh, he's playing pretty good defense. So uh, that will go a long way for the uh, for the Pels this year. And uh, uh, we'll see how that's all going to transpire. So um, in the meantime, um it looks like uh, they've got. Um, I'm trying to see here other little scores here. Anyway, with uh, I, I do some. Go ahead. High school uh, basketball oh, scores. Uh, looking at the statewide list, so uh, I may stumble a little bit through here. Just looking for uh, regional games, but ESA beat Acadiana Renaissance Center, sixty-eight to thirty-three. It was Lafayette Christian Academy beating Lafayette Re- Renaissance, seventy-six to twenty-eight. Opelousas Catholic beat Port Berry 72 to 38, or is that 58? Yeah, 58 made right. more sense to me. And let's see. Uh, Sulphur over St. Louis 47 to 44. St. Thomas Moore beat Como 58 to 47. It was North Vermilion losing to Welsh 76 to 29. Wow. Move. Yeah, and so, uh, again, those are regional uh, scores. Uh, it doesn't mean uh, other teams didn't play in the region. It's just that uh, the list of games I have here. Uh, and then on the women's side, uh, let's take a look again. I'm, All right. Uh, Delcoma winner over Centerville, 52-28 to 28, uh, there. Let's see, going down, that's uh, not exactly local. Uh, let's see. New Iberia, the Lady uh, Jackets beat Pineville, 47-36. to 36. North Vermilion beat Welsh, 56-40. to 40. It was, let's see here, uh, Westgate. Uh, got a Westgate score. Uh, Lady uh, Tigers beat Abbeville, 49-44. to 44. So, again, some regional high school basketball scores. And, again, uh, others may have played. Uh, it's just not on this AP list. Uh, did you have the same Martinville Southside boys basketball score like from yesterday? I don't know if you read that off or not. But Southside beat St. Martinville 43-31 uh, to 31 is the score. I see here uh, other uh, boys action. I don't see anything that was taking place last night. Uh, so uh, other than, wow, I saw this score. Newman beat Crescent City by the basketball girls, 62-14. to 14, But uh, the boys are probably just as powerful. I remember doing a game up there two years ago when Catholic High was in the playoffs. Newman had two 6'9 freshmen 
uh, on their team, so I'm sure they're juniors this year. So uh, they let anyway. you on the court uh, there, or did you have to do it from the balcony? I did it from the floor over in the corner. I know when I was doing South Lafouche games, we would uh, have a home and home against Newman. Uh, in those years where South Lafouche's team was making recurring trips to the Dome, Cajun Dome, and uh, they had uh, they put me upstairs uh, behind one of the uh, <laughs> girders. <nets. Yeah. laughs> you know, in football, they've put us up behind the scoreboard uh, where we can't see the scoreboard. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, Catholic High uh, basketball team, I think, uh, they've, they've got a few games before the Christmas break, but district games, uh, as we know, uh, here in this area, all begin pretty much after the holidays. Uh, they might have a district game or two, uh, one team or so, but, uh, well, Kane Radio will be bringing you high school basketball uh, with our local teams as uh, they head into district play. Uh, and probably no sooner than that, unless uh, there might be a big game. But in the meantime, uh, we'll have that. I don't uh, anticipate it. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, baseball went on to that, whether it be uh, uh, the, some of the local teams here in the area. So um, should have some decent teams, too, in here in the area for our local baseball. So pretty much uh, here a hump day here. Uh, something I forgot to mention, too, yesterday, uh, Jeff, on our uh, – Today in sports history, I don't know how I overlooked this, but yesterday, uh, 25 years yes. ago yesterday, was Eddie Robinson's final game as a Grambling uh, State football, head football coach. And uh, I wanted to I mention saw that, that this morning, too. Uh, I saw an advocate article this morning that was published yesterday, and I thought, did we have that? I didn't No, we didn't that. mention yeah. that at all. Boy, that's a big era. When he retired, he was the winningest uh, uh, college football coach in the history of football so uh eddie robinson uh just who was the coach at uh grambling i want to say for over 50 years too uh as he started sometime in the mid 40s around maybe even during world war ii and the number of uh, young men that he sent off to the nfl and elsewhere uh would scare you uh as grambling state university uh was the epitome of uh of uh college football too at one time and they and the Southern team uh, played this past uh, weekend, uh, Southern winning 34-17 to at a heated rivalry in the city of New Orleans uh, each year in the Bayou Classic, which is broadcast, I think. Is NBC still? NBC did it. Uh, they took a break a little bit. Uh, and, again, you know, there were some changes to the Bayou Classic, but uh, hopefully it's back to uh, its former prominence. Yeah, and I, I even it seemed like that Houston was trying to steal the game at one time, uh, Katrina related? Uh, yeah, it might have been uh, to have the game over there. And I don't know what became of it in that part of the uh, time period in the 05, 06 era and since the Dome wa- wasn't ready to uh, be played in. But uh, in the meantime, um, Eddie Robinson, uh, 25 years ago yesterday, coached his final game for the Grambling State Tigers. And uh, anyway, uh, what more can you say about the gentleman that uh, who developed a lot of young men not only into football players, into fine people, too. Anyway, uh, Jeff, um, not anything more that I have uh, with regards to uh, some sports right now. So I'm trying to look up a couple of the little items that might have appeared. Of course, we talked about hockey. We talked about uh, coaching changes. We talked about the college football playoff system and uh, who will be playing who and uh, what happens if this takes place or this team loses. A little bit of Saints news. Uh, high school basketball, 
along with a, a little parting shot of Justin Fields, who uh, I didn't know, and as yourself, an epileptic, and uh, been fighting through that since he was 15 years old. Wow. Anyway, I uh, don't know if you see any late-breaking or uh, news that might have come up or something, a topic. It's not late-breaking, but apparently uh, Jerry Jones had an issue during his radio show yesterday. Uh, uh, apparently uh, had a coughing fit of some sort and uh, asked for a shot of Jack Daniels to help him regain his composure. I don't know if they had a bottle standing by, but uh, Jones was saying he likes where his team is at and that help was on the way with James Washington returning from the uh, foot fracture he suffered during training camp. Jones joked after uh, taking a moment to get his voice back, get me some oxygen, better still, about a big shot of Jack. <laughs> so uh, apparently he does know Jack. Oh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, we'll come back with, uh, of course, our Today in Sports History, but also OJB uh, is making a little news here as on an airplane flight. And uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Hump Day, uh, Wednesday, November 30th on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with OJB right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com celebrating 75 years in business danos has been setting the standard for generations become part of something bigger join the team we're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS great jobs great people that's Danos. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Road, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. 
Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday, November 30th, as uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was uh, at an incident over in the Miami International Airport. He was removed from the flight uh, on Sunday after police said there was a wide receiver in and out of consciousness and refused to leave the plane when asked. Beckham's attorney, Daniel DeVallier, uh, disputed that account, saying his client had been sleeping and that the incident was a result of an overzealous flight attendant. According to a statement from the Miami-Dade Police Department, officers were called to the airport for a medical emergency after the flight crew expressed concern that Beckham was seriously ill. Maybe that's why Jerry Jones was uh, coughing. Uh, of course, he I'm sure he's one of the... Uh, 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 unrestricted free agency like the sign. Meanwhile, the flight and Jerry Jones, by the way, says the team remains interested despite that incident. So, yeah, uh, that's right. It doesn't matter to Jerry; just wants to win. That's correct. And uh, in the meantime, the flight crew was concerned uh, the pass about the passenger as they tried to wake him to to fasten his seatbelt. He he appeared to be coming in and out of consciousness prior to their departure. The police uh, statement said, fearing that Mr. Beckham was seriously ill and that his condition would worsen through the expected five-hour flight, the attendants called for police and fire rescue. Upon the uh, officer's arrival, the flu, the flight crew asked uh, Mr. Beckham several times to exit the aircraft, which he refused. Police said the airplane was evacuating, that Mr. Beckham uh, ultimately got off the plane when asked by officers. Last Sunday, DeValier released a statement saying the entire incident was completely unnecessary. At no time was Mr. Beckham disruptive or combative. Uh, it was he was willing to comply with the sun, uh, seat belt requirement, uh, but the flight attendant wanted to prove that he had authority to have Mr. Beckham removed from the flight. Beckham also appeared to address the incident in a series of tweets Sunday, uh, writing, Never in my life have I experienced what just happened to me. I've seen it all, and calling the situation Comedy Hour. American Airlines, which is operating Miami to a Los Angeles flight, said in a statement the planes returned to the gate because of a customer failing to follow crew member instructions and refusing to fasten his seatbelt. The flight took almost two hours after the initial scheduled uh, takeoff. Anyway, Belize said Beckham made other arrangements after being removed from the flight. He did not, uh, was not arrested in the incident. And uh, anyway, uh, seems uh, like all is good. Uh, basically, uh, with that, uh, it looks like uh, the Cowboys are believed to be the front runners to sign Beckham, but though the Chiefs, the Bills, the Giants, and uh, the 49ers are also in the mix. So we'll see what takes place and what shakes loose. As, uh, I think he's uh, eligible to play. Uh, is he injury-free now, too? I believe um, he would still have to face, d- depending on who, where he settles, he'll have a physical and uh, if he's deemed well uh, to go, but he thinks he's good to go. Okay, uh, of course, uh, OJB, uh, former uh, Tiger and Newman product, uh, is where he played his high school football and then on to the Tigers and uh, and started off, correct me if I'm wrong, with the, with the Giants uh, up in New York. And then uh, was his next uh, trip to the Rams in, where he was hurt last year in the Super Bowl right before half? Well, he was in Cleveland before yeah, the Rams. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he and Jarvis Landry were teammates. Similar to the uh, the Rams were in Cleveland before L.A. That's right, when Bob Waterfield was chunking <laughs> them. And that's in uh, when did they move out to Los Angeles? Probably in the early 50s, 52. 50s, mid to late 40s. Even, was, yeah, I think it was 47. Because I remember Tom Fears, a former Saint coach, uh, played with the Rams and uh, held the NFL record for most receptions in a game at one time. Uh, but Bob Waterfield and Van Brocklin, Norm Van Brocklin, with two, 
two Rams quarterbacks up at the time. And uh, I think the Rams won an uh, NFL championship, I should say, with Waterfield or Van Brocklin at quarterback. 36-45 to 45 in Cleveland. Okay. All right. And moved out to Los Angeles after World War II. All right, uh, Bob Waterfield and Van Brocklin. Of course, Waterfield played at Oregon, I want to say, who was a legendary uh, college player. Anyway, uh, ready for uh, today in sports history, unless you have a... Yeah, let's do it. Okay, unless you had another uh, uh, article you'd uh, want to harp on. Let's see. Uh, today in sports history, November 30th, in 1937, the third Heisman Trophy was awarded to Clint Frank. Now, you say, "Ooh, it's Clint Frank. Well, he played at Yale, and uh, he was a second player in a row to be uh, designated so uh, from Yale or the first of the two to be designated that uh, win the uh, Heisman. In 1948, a uh, sad situation here uh, with the integration of Major League Baseball, the Negro National League uh, disbands in 1948. Uh, in 1954 on this day, the 20th Heisman Trophy was awarded to Allen the Horse Amici for Wisconsin. Of course, he was made famous in the, uh, the game of the century where he scored in overtime as the Colts That's right, beat the yes. New York Giants, uh, Alan the Horse Amici. In 1956, uh, at 21 years, 10 months, 3 weeks, 5 days, Floyd Patterson becomes the youngest heavyweight boxing champion when he knocks out Archie Moore in the fifth round in Chicago. The, and he's the first Olympic gold medalist to win a heavyweight title in uh, boxing. On this date, 1959, uh, the 1960 draft happened. And Louisiana legend and uh, the guy sitting over on my left, his uh, boyhood idol, Billy Cannon from LSU, was the first draft pick by the Los Angeles Rams. But Cannon fooled everybody as he signed under the goalpost after the uh, January 1st Sugar Bowl game with the Houston Oilers. And Pete Rozelle running around trying to sign him, but he signs with the Houston Oilers as their number one pick as the newly formed uh, AFL gets underway. In 1961, Billy Williams, old number 26 of the Cubs, is voted the National League Rookie of the Year. On this date, 1976, the 42nd Heisman Trophy uh, was awarded to Tony Dorsett of the Pittsburgh uh, Panthers, a running back out of Aliquippa, PA. Dorsett, I don't think, weighed 160, 65 pounds when he hit, arrived at Pitt. Anyway, in 1993 on this date, the NFL announces the 30th franchise as the Jacksonville Jaguars were awarded uh, to begin NFL play the following year. In 2013, uh, the 78th Iron Bowl uh, takes place as Auburn beats Alabama 34-28. to We all remember that game. That's when Coach Saban tries that 57-yard field goal. It's fielded mm -hmm. in the end zone by the Alabama DB, and he brings it back 105 yards for the score, and Auburn beats Alabama 34-28. What a game. Elsewhere in 2015 on this date, NBA star Kobe Bryant announces intention to retire at the end of the season. Of course, Kobe died tragically in 2020 in a helicopter accident. Birthdays today, in 1928, born on this day, Joe B. Hall, Hall of Fame coach of the Kentucky Wildcats, uh, winning a national championship in 78 with a Louisiana product, and Rick Roby out of New Orleans and Brother Martin. Uh, of course, he uh, was born on this date in Cynthiana, Kentucky. Uh, born on this date, 1931, Bill Walsh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame coach of the 49ers who gave the Saints heck all those years. Born in Los Angeles, California. Uh, also born on this day, 
college football Hall of Fame running back, uh, noted for running over Brian Bosworth at the goal line. Bo Jackson celebrates a birthday today. He was born in Bessemer, Alabama. And the quote of the day, uh, I'm going to go back to Bo. Bo stated, uh, my workout was running down fly balls, stealing a base, or running for my life on a football field. I don't think he ever ran for his life on a football field as he ran over many a cornerback and safety in his time with the Raiders in the NFL. That's today in sports history, uh, November 30th here, a big hump day on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. You know, uh, we were talking about coaching changes, college coaches, uh, Apparently, UAB expected to hire uh, yeah, Trent Col- Dilfer. Yeah, that's right, the former uh, NFL uh, quarterback yeah. with the Ravens who won a Super Bowl back in, what, 2000, 2001? Wow, yeah, uh, it's it, hard it to believe. one of those two years. I don't yeah. think he's ever coached. Um, apparently, he's he been an analyst. play coach at Lipscomb Academy, a private high school in Nashville. Uh, Master 38-8 record under his leadership, but... Uh, he was doing a lot of media work, uh, but but apparently he has been uh, at Lipscomb Academy, a highly competitive team, developing numerous FCS prospects. Dilford does not have any experience coaching at the collegiate level. In fact, his four-year stretch at Lipscomb is his only experience coaching organized team football at any level. So we wish uh, Trent Dilford best of luck at UAB. Uh, apparently, players weren't happy. They wanted their uh, interim head coach to, okay to uh, boy is that the case today too you know as georgia tech did the same thing but i'm trying to think their clark at, uh bill clark i think was a coach at uab and he left uab to go elsewhere and i'm not sure where he uh he landed uh in that regard so bill clark i think was a coach at uab for the last uh, few years too so uh anyway interesting the coaching carousel is just beginning as the regular season college football is over and uh, most teams who are play, still playing are playing in one of, what, 43 bowl games? Is that correct? Or something in that vicinity? I mean, yeah. if you're playing a bowl game anymore, uh, you must have been 4-8 uh, and because just about they're, they're, they're taking teams, I think, 5-7, and 6-6. Six and six. Only if necessary. Yeah. Uh, you're still not bowl eligible until 6, uh, uh, 6 wins, but there have been situations where they didn't have enough teams, so they did elevate a five-win team. I, I can remember back in the mid-60s, SMU had a, I want to say they were like four, five, and one maybe, and they played in a bowl game where they were five and five maybe. That, I mean, it was marginal uh, how they were. They had a big passing attack back then uh, like uh, Tulsa did, who threw the ball probably 60 times a game with Jerry Rome and uh, Twilly. But uh, I remember SMU having a, a not a 500 record or somewhere at it and uh, playing in a bowl game. When they, Back then, they only had like 10 or 12 bowl games. Yeah. Uh, when anyway, it meant something. That's right. When it did mean something. That's correct. Anyway, Jeff, uh, other than that, if uh, any late uh, breaking or might be topics you want to talk about, uh, we'll call on uh, Lee K for the Breakfast Club. Absolutely. Temperature's fallen uh, seven degrees since I got here this really? morning at 530. Uh, 66 now, uh, heading down to the mid-50s by uh, later this morning, perhaps. Oh, really? So, um, be That's prepared for that. And I'm sure Lee will be talking about that and more uh, along with other items. Uh, but big thanks to our sponsors, Bayou Sports, brought to you in part by the Headache and Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, 
L.A. Classic Riffing and Jacob Landry, candidate for State Representative District 49. And want to let our listeners know, we'll have a guest on tomorrow. Uh, don't know if we'll have him on for one or two segments, but it'll be interesting to hear him out uh, uh, here on Bayou Sports. So I, I address you to tune in uh, around 7.15. Hopefully he'll be on, possibly for two segments, and uh, it'll be good to hear his voice again. So I'll just leave it at that.